This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. We're back with you. It's Kelly and Ramia on AMI-tv, AMI-audio, and on podcasts. And we're here with our monthly book club. So on the last Tuesday of every month, we like to review a book that we've been reading, Kelly and I, hopefully reading. Um, And we uh, gave you guys, let's see, December and January for the last book because we didn't have our book club in December. Has it felt like forever, gals, since we had a book club? Yeah. Two months. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, we do it every year. We've done year, this but before, it still but it us always off. feels it. Yeah. I know. I know. Um, anyways, like I said, last Tuesday of the month, this time Kelly recommended a book. And by the way, we get recommendations from anybody and everybody, whether it be coworkers or members of the community or you, the listener. Uh, so we get into the authors, the books, the narrators we love or didn't necessarily appreciate, but we so will give So in my you... defense, it came out of nowhere. I was told, hey, you're recommending the book today. I was like, you, what? it's your turn. What? Yeah. You got to find one. What? Yeah, you didn't do any for 2023. For... I haven't been asked for not even 2022, 2021. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been asked Jeff's for Jeff's in the office. He's he's coming up soon too, Jeffy. Yeah, he laughed list. at the length of this book as if he would have read it. I know, I know. It was like 18 hours. I was like, what? Anyway, yeah. um, we're talking about The Emperor of the North, Sir George Simpson and the Remarkable Story of the Hudson's Bay Company by James Raffan. Kels, you recommended it. Give me, first of all, like a five-second review. You know, one or two words. You ever hear of Welcome Back, Cotter? Vinny Barbarino, the character on it? What? No. What are you saying? What? <laughs> Where? You act like I read it. Um <laughs> You know, Ram, I would sum it up simply. I, I, I kind of was hoping you'd go with your original first question no. because I think I can. Want to throw it, you it off? It does a little bit more justice. Um, it's a book about a, a character, and I say character even though he's certainly, definitely a true figure. Um, and if you like, no, let me start with: you get to learn about his flawed life. Mm-hmm. You get to learn about what I consider now some amazing feats of physical activity rowing across Canada, mm-hmm. uh, snowshoeing across Canada in snow and making 30 miles a day. So you hear about these things and stop and say, wow. And then you have to remind yourself, this is the earliest days of one of Canada's longest running companies. I guess the longest running company yeah. in Canada, the Hudson Bay Company, and how it started, what they were about as the world took like their fascination to the height when they were buying beaver pelts and they were buying after furs and these things launched into other things um, besides that in the Northwest company uh, until they were able to work together and merge. Um, I mean, phenomenal stuff. And it really humbled me on the level of, man, all Canada was was a bunch of woods back then. The whole world was basically that. And you start realizing... No, there was a lot more organization in governments, conversations between governments such as Canada, Russia, and other parts of Europe and China really kind of made you stop and, and realize, which which was really rum the interest I had about the company. You think, oh, okay, it's always fun to see how a company started. Somebody mm. sitting around eating their oatmeal and says, you know what, I think I'm going to sell beer. Okay, John Labatt, go crazy. All right, you're all happy about that. But when you see a company that's already at the start of this book in existence, and this gentleman goes to work for them in London, England, 
and ends up in Canada tramping all around, doing different things and what goes on. It's it's really something else. It's something else. And that else. was my interest. And okay, that's what I was going to say. So that's why you wanted to pick up this book because this is your first read through it, right? I've been fast, yeah, and I've been fast. Well, I say fascinated. I, I first got, you know, in touch with this as a student in school when we were doing history, and okay. this was some of our history work. And I thought, wow, the Voyageur is really cool. Going to doing the boating, these guys singing along and 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 working their way on their canoes, picking up pelts, carting loads, like just amazing people staying very spirited, working with the indigenous community. Mm. And we hear about some of that in the book and, and, and stuff like that. It was probably a book we wouldn't have read in school due to the fact that there's a lot of talking about racism and ignorant stuff like that, that these people back in that, that time were about. Mm -hmm. That's all they knew, if you want to, you know, just kind of simplify it like that. Um, but how they had to utilize people they may not have been comfortable to use, may not have appreciated, respected in so many ways. You learn some of these snapshots of relations between Canada and other, uh, Canada, London, England, England itself, Russia, China, and the and the United States, and so many other places. And you're really talking about like the macro of what's being featured in the book, right? The content mm -hmm. around the company, sure. around Canada's relationship to it, around the exploration of all of this, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm very and one curious. man really wrong. That's what I, I was going to ask. I, no, I don't. I mean, I would have liked to have known more of the business side, but there's tons of books out there about it. That, sure. That, you know, and you, articles you learn, and other ways yeah. to do it. But this yeah, and, really and got into... Yeah, this really got into the biography of him. Uh, yes. And, you know, from childhood onwards, and it was, I, I would say we should have read it in school because it felt like a textbook. That's oh, yeah. that's my that's my summary of how it felt, a summary of a review of how I felt about this book. Like, wow, we really got into the details. Um, but... I'm curious about whether that drew you in later, even if it wasn't necessarily the initial reason why you wanted to pick up this thing. Um, did learning about him, learning about his flaws, as you said, and his well, just, I don't know, upbringing and kind of just the, the turmoil of things he was tossed into from childhood, school days onwards, did that draw you in in any way or fascinate you I, as you read? I think his ego. This guy thought himself something. True. He could True. do things like, I mean, walk 30 miles, snowshoe, 30 miles in a day. Yeah. All right, with no with no difficulty for 61 days straight, covering over 1,900 miles. This is what this guy could do and had to do to do his work. He was hard on other people, but yet walking with the Voyagers, portaging across land, he would hide underneath the canoe and walk underneath while, and protect himself from the sun and rain while these guys walked, sang, and everything like mm. that. So he had those kinds of sides. He pl plus, we learn as the story goes on about the health issues he, he had, conflicts with other people. So he seemed to be a bit bigger than life, but so many of the characters kind of did. And the pompousness of and arrogance of some of the other characters um, that you'd meet, the, the world as large as it was, a lot of the crossing that characters had with each other in the story made it seem a little small. Um, and probably because there weren't that many people forging their More way through Canada doing, exactly. in the 1820s, right? Doing what it they just, were doing. Do you yeah, think that was exceptional? Like, I know he thought it was exceptional, but do you think it was exceptional for the time period in the way that it was no. presented? Not when you looked at the, for the fact that the Russians were doing this since 1780s, going through Canada, getting pelts and stuff like that, um, as, as they refer to them in the book. Um, that, that was being done. So... 
Not really. And and these other characters, um, whether they be the indigenous characters, the voyagers, the, the French voyagers, they were all just tough people making a living. Mm -hmm. um, where we found the ego was in Simpson's character to a point, um, but also we got to learn to see some of his tender side, but we also got to learn his negotiating side. And when he had to be fair, even with people he did not like or thought they were his lesser. Mm. Um, you still saw the reasoning that had to be as a businessman, as a representative of Hudson Bay. Yeah, and I think that's what fascinates me, which is like the the character of or the uh, leveling up the hustler side of him. You know, like yeah. just having because it starts slow, Rum. Right. I, I, I like. Oh, Very. I mean, I love learning about Very. the different industry, especially in London. You have London. You learn about what's going on. You see, it's a vibrant place. He jumps on the boat to go across and ends up in New York. You know, to get into Canada, mm -hmm. uh, then has to venture up the Hudson River to get into Canada. Um, to, to begin this, where he leaves from uh, the Lachine Rapids, well, that's what I called it, because that's why I remember it as a kid, but from Lachine, um, the where, where he actually would call home when he was in Canada, but you're talking a one-month trip to get to New York from 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 the civilization of London mm -hmm. and, and everything like that, to get to New York and then to venture to Canada and get moving across country and the routes and places he had to regularly go. And when I say regularly, maybe you visited once a year, maybe once every three years, walking, boating, and that's the way you moved. Right. The landscape is so interesting to read. I always enjoyed mm -hmm. this aspect, like uh, when Greg David recommended his book, which oh, I can't even remember that, what the too. heck it's called now. Me yeah. Too. But that kind of thing where we're just following characters along journeys is uh, quite fascinating because it feels like you're no living horses, vicariously. Really. No discussion yeah. of horses. They're very yeah. little. Yeah, exactly. You're you're taking in kind of a, a whole different time frame, obviously, because of it being historical. Um, let's talk about the digestibility. As we said, it's like 18 plus hours, as far as I remember. And I am not even halfway through it yet. You're more than halfway through it. For me, the digestibility of this book was just like, very difficult, very difficult because of the way it was written, because of the way that it is read um, on Sela. It's a an older um, yeah, recording. Yes, I was hoping you bring that up. Yeah, yeah. It, to me, it's um, the footnotes. It's from a different era notes. when you yeah, and yeah. it's from an era when you did not have hired paid readers. I believe they were mm -hmm. volunteers, but they were also far more for education, university courses, that kind of background. So you got your description of reader's note. And those kinds of things yep. that now with so many books that we are reading, it's not meant for this. This is definitely a book meant for an educational process of oh, some clearly, sort. Oh, clearly. Clearly. It, it feels like something, like I said, a, a textbook or textbook adjacent experience. Because as interesting as the content is, I'd say that the way that the book was written is not for the casual reader. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think... And again, as we work our way through it, you're going to find that climax. The whole thing is a historical book telling you what went on. And yeah, I mean, your climax will be in the death of this man and, and so on. And the, the, the contribution he made to Hudson Bay and where, where it is. But even Hudson Bay itself, we're not hearing that much at this point through the book. I have not really noticed anything on its success. Mm. We know it's a big company, big success, what it does. But we're not hearing a lot about... And I guess somebody may correct me. You know, I guess probably we are hearing how the company itself was, the work of the company, and and that. But I do enjoy it. I love the pictures that are painted. Run. Well, I think that now, 
you know, for today's generation, I guess, people growing up now, we wouldn't even understand the legacy of the Hudson's Bay Company if we didn't dive into the subject no. like this, right? No, you would never know. No. Because to us, Hudson Bay is going in and grabbing stuff off the racks <laughs> and so on. Store, Not even yeah. remotely like what this is. <laughs> exactly. And right, like we don't understand the impact, the historical um, kind of stamp of Canada, uh, all the... I don't know, all the things that it took to actually build this, to transform it, to make it into what it is, and the people who've had to put it in, and from for how long? You know, the time oh, exactly. frame is unreal to me. As you said, the longest-standing company, but it, that means so much more than we just think of it as, right? Well, and this is... And we have to understand, it's a snapshot in the history of a 300 and whatever it is, almost 400-year-old company. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Kelly, it was an interesting um, bit of reading, for me at least. Are you going to continue? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think so. I've got a bunch lined up, though, but I will guarantee that yeah. next time you throw at me, yeah, what'd you say you're going to the book, it'll be probably a Spencer for Hire <laughs> okay. or something like that. There'll be some proper killing with a big browning Thanks. automatic or something. Thanks. Just to show variety, you know, if yeah, not just anything, to show. as a recommender. Instead of me trying to show, I don't just read Westerns or killer books, honestly. Uh, you recommended The City by Dean Koontz as the first recommender, uh, recommendation yeah. ever on the well, book club. Right. So there you go. I remember. Thanks, girls. Uh, next okay. month, we got a book for you as well. It's called Actress. It's by Annan Wright. It was released in 2020, and uh, it's a an Irish uh, writer that Danielle McLaughlin absolutely loves, and she's the one who recommended it for us. It's human narration available on Sela. It is available on Audi uh, Audible, obviously, and it's about Catherine O'Dell, an Irish uh, legend. Um and her daughter, Nora, and it's about these two women as they retrace, or, or the daughter retraces the mother's uh, uh, life, celebrated career in bohemian life. She delves into long-held secrets about her mother and, of course, has secrets of her own as well. Catherine, behind her career uh, in the Irish truck circuit before making it to London's West End Broadway and finally Hollywood. There's a lot of performance, a lot of intrigue around uh, the sexuality and life of the mother as well as the daughter. I really want to get into it and give you a proper synopsis mm, later on because we're running out of time. But we are discussing it on the last Tuesday of February, which is the 27th of the month. So tune in, hang out, and read the book along with us. Give us your comments, feedback at ami.ca. We'll be right back after the break. We're going to wrap up the show with you. And I'm going to give you some tips on how to be frugal in 2024 for your betterment. We'll be right back. We'll be back with more of Kelly and Ramya after this short break. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.